welcome everyone to Today in the Scene by Indie Arcade Wave. I'm Joe, your host, and here on In the Scene, we dive into what's happening in the arcade space from arcade operators and owners, new indie developers, and just news in the space in general. A few things to dive into before we start. We've got the new t-shirts, we've got the Galactic Battleground shirt, another Galactic Battleground shirt, the Indie Arcade Wave shirt, and we also have two models of Galactic Battleground available for sale now, the four-player tabletop and the four-player Konami style, which I will add that link to the description, so you can go check those out. Now, let's dive into this week's episode. We've got an arcade owner that I've been talking to for quite a while, coming all the way from the Sunshine State, uh, joining us to talk about his arcade, Retro Volt Arcade, in Calamasa, California. The owner, Bob Elson, joins us today to talk about the story of his arcade. How are you doing today, Bob? I'm doing okay, man. It's early morning, but I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah is, this is definitely an, an early morning interview, uh, a little bit earlier than we usually do, but sure. it's, it's when it works, so we're going we're gonna to make it work. Early. Um, I guess just to jump into it, Bob, obviously you're the owner of Retrovolt Arcade. Uh, I want you to introduce yourself and let us know what your earliest memory of an arcade is. Okay. My name is Bob Elson. I'm the owner of Retrovolt Arcade out here in Calamosa, California. Uh, I'm originally from the UK. I uh, moved out to the States in 97. Uh, my earliest memory of the arcade would have to be um, probably 1980-1981, a um, place called Blackpool in England, which is a seaside resort i think it was like six or seven years old uh my mom and dad took me there and uh they just had huge arcades there and uh i remember just walking in and just the noise and the smell uh of the arcade i was immediately hooked um i'm thinking the first game i remember playing was probably uh boot hill i think that's a midway title the two cowboys going up and down you've got two controls one to go up and down with the cowboy one to move the gun um uh, you know, I I spent a lot of time playing that, a lot of money playing that. Um, you know, traditional sort of Pac-Man, Asteroids, everything like that. But also at that time, there was a lot of like EM games still around, like EM light gun games. Uh, I remember being completely obsessed with those as well. Uh, one in particular called Gangbusters, which uh, I just I just loved. I thought it was like the best game ever. So yeah, pretty early on, I guess. Yeah, I really like those electromechanical games. I, I love think them. That, like, I love them. I feel like they're really underrated, and you don't yep. see them very often. There's this place uh, in St. Paul near me uh, mm-hmm. called Can Can Wonderland, and they like they really focus on the old stuff. Oh, like dude. they've got like '70s electromechanical, like flying yeah. helicopters, gun games. I think. Oh it's, yeah, it's really stunt sweet. pilot, all that kind of yep. thing. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, there used to be the uh, Banning Museum of Pinball out here in Banning, which is probably ten miles down the street from us, and that unfortunately closed a couple of years ago. But uh, John over there had a really, really, really nice collection of uh, EM stuff, uh, you know, especially the light gun stuff. There was a, a Sega title there, which was super cool. I'd never seen from like about 1968. Spent I'd, I'd spend hours playing that rather than playing the brand new Sterns and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, wish you I, could wish I could have me. You could find the Sterns everywhere. That's a game you could probably <clears> yeah, see in one location. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about Retrovolt Arcade. Um, sure. What like how did that start? Did you start collecting the games first and then open an arcade, or were you kind of leaning towards I want to start an arcade? Let's find the games. Um, I had a small collection uh, to start with. Uh, I think it was like four or five pins and five arcade cabs. And I, the reason I was collecting back then was that I've always like been into electronics and messing with stuff, uh, fixing things. And back then, you could pick up. I mean, I, I think I picked up my Demolition Man pinball for like 600 bucks, you know, back then. And um, it was wrecked, but, you know, I 
kind of went through and fixed it. And I was kind of doing it for just relaxation more than anything. I'd come home from work at night and then just go in the garage and work on my pins and stuff like that. And then uh, I was an IT guy for like 20 years, uh, you know, and I sort of decided I had enough of working where I was working. And I was tinkering around on my machines one night and my wife said, um, have you ever thought about opening an arcade? And this was like eight years ago. And I was like, ah, oh, no way, you know, arcades don't exist anymore. Well, you know, obviously a quick Google search and you, you find that they do. So I was like, uh, well, we, we'll give it a go. And uh, here we are eight years later. That's really funny that you, you mentioned fixing the pinballs in your garage as a relaxation yeah. thing when everybody oh, yeah. talks about how frustrating it is to own a pinball because there's so no, many problems it. with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that like hands on, you just mm -hmm. like, you're completely focused in the moment and there's nothing else going on. So no, I, I totally get that. Yeah, um, I see you guys have tons of parties. Like I was looking at your reviews uh, on your website of people basically talking about it. Your, your staff is super attentive and really nice. Um, were, were these like, was this a plan from the <clears throat> beginning to have a party room when you opened the arcade or was that something that came later? Uh, no, it wasn't at all. In fact, uh, we sort of delve back a little bit when i when i started like really deciding that i was going to do an arcade and everything like this i was like okay now i need to buy a bunch of machines started buying machines obviously quickly ran out of space at home so i found like a small warehouse sort of workshop area that i could use started putting all that together uh, buying more more machines working on things full time getting ready for this spot and then we opened that spot as like a pop-up arcade just to see if people were interested and we were only open like every other weekend. And uh, as we were doing it, someone came in and said, can I have a birthday party? And we were like, uh, I guess you could, you know? So we kind of made up the pricing on the spot and uh, we did a birthday party there. And then when we came to this this uh, location in Calamesa, it wasn't big enough for a party room. It was only two units together at the time. Uh, and so we were like, if you want to have a birthday party, we can set like a table up for you. There won't be any extra charge and that kind of people still came and did that. And then I was like, oh man, okay. So there was a, there was a business next door to us that, uh, was shut down actually. Cause it was, uh, they were doing like the illegal gambling internet cafe thing. I guess they got shut down and we were like, uh, okay, well, we'll take that spot. And we turned that into a party room and, uh, that quickly became for us kind of uh, a really, a really good financial boon for us, to be honest with you. Um, and then in 2020, which is when we signed the lease, uh, a re-up on this lease for five years, and we just expanded to that. That was January of 2020. Of course, we all know what happened in March of 2020. We were closed down for, uh, you know, I think it was like 13 months, and we just worked on the room and tried to keep the place going. Um, and then we were allowed to uh, open up for small parties and the, the parties basically saved us, basically, you know, um, along with a couple of other things, selling a few pins and that, which I kind of regret, but we had to do it. Um, so it's kind of become uh, a big a big deal for us, really. You get everything from kids' birthday parties to uh, corporate team building, um, family get-togethers, anything like that. We've had all kinds of events here and it's it's been extremely good for us and it wasn't something that i kind of foresaw or planned for at the beginning at the beginning it was just like let's open an arcade and have people come and play pac-man 
Yeah, I mean, when I was looking at your your pricing and everything, it seems really reasonable. It was two two fifty for the base party, right? Which is fifteen people, yeah, um, or less, I guess. And then every person yeah. you add on top of that is only seventeen dollars. So yeah, that's that yeah. seems really really reasonable to be able to come and play the games. You, well, you do like an all day thing, right? If you if you purchase yeah. that seventeen, but so we're we're only open to the public for gen, what we call general admission Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we're in kind of a small town here, kind of like out in the sticks, out towards Palm Springs. But if you can book a party on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, it's still the same price. But you have the entire arcade to yourself. I mean, if I didn't own this place, I, I'd be I'd be doing that deal with my friends at least at least a couple of times a year. You know, just to come down and have the entire place to yourself and you know play whatever you want. Then on a Saturdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, you still get the room back there and access to all the games which cost on free play. And uh, you know, away you go. You can bring your birthday cake and your you know your sodas and whatnot. Yeah, I, I always love the idea of like the, the pay to get in, free play, and then the mm -hmm. fact that you have like bring your own food as long as it's yeah. no alcohol. That's the only rule on that. But you yeah. can bring anything you want to hang out with yeah, your yeah, friends for, sure. for, for whatever. And I, I think that's that's awesome. So yeah. let's we, we already we spoke a little bit about your history of the arcade, like right in the beginning. Sure. Um what are your top five arcade games of all time? I know you mentioned it might be some pinballs, which that's definitely yeah. cool. But uh where, where do you lie up. with those five? Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me initially i guess when i my my sort of best memories and earliest memories i guess of uh playing arcade games were always seemed to be like atari based for some reason i, I guess the arcade where i was had a lot of atari games back in the day so i started collecting like ataris mainly uh you know like a vector vector game so you can probably see behind me the retro vault is a direct rip from the uh Gravatar Marquee. So that's one of my favorite games of all time. As difficult as it is and as punishing as it is, uh, that's a that's a really cool game. Uh Atari Star Wars. Um, remember getting in that cockpit when I was a kid and literally thinking I was Luke Skywalker and thinking games cannot get any get any better than this. So that's definitely got to be in there. Um I think good grief. Yeah, this is difficult. Um It's never an easy question. It's never an easy question, yeah. Ooh, probably uh, Major Havoc. Major Havoc's a great game. I uh, I, I love that game to death. Um, uh, for pinball, they have to be uh, Williams. Uh, hang on, yeah, Indiana Jones pinball adventure probably, and probably. Oh God! Well, if the place was on fire today, the first machine I'd pull out would be Circus Voltaire. So Circus Voltaire will throw that in there too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a. You had you kind of had a mix there, like what you've got now, what you played yeah. in the past. Like the, I think the the cockpit Star Wars is like oh, I dude. totally agree. It's one of the coolest games. When you see yeah. it, you like yeah. you can't help but to play it. You have to sit down in that and like at least play it one time. Um, yeah, and they're they're fairly hard to find nowadays too. You know, I, I've got a stand up version here, and uh, I passed on a cockpit version that that was an uh, an auction a couple of months ago uh and i was like i don't need the cockpit version and it went for an incredibly what i thought was an incredibly low price at the time and i'm still kicking myself that i didn't pick it up and then sell this version because <laughs> i remember that day just sitting down in that thing and i think i blew through the entirety of my allowance that day just on that one game you know just it was it was amazing definitely understandable i mean that's a good game yeah. to, to spend your allowance on. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you, you were repairing pinballs to start everything off. How did you get into pinball repair? Um, when I was a kid, um, my mom, 
uh, was uh, she worked for a uh, defense contractor back in the UK, and she was, uh, you know, stuff that she still can't speak about to this day. I don't know what it is that she did, but she was into electronics and knew how to solder and you know, wiring diagrams, all this type of stuff. And so, literally, for uh, a Christmas one time, she bought me a uh, like a build your own circuits present. And at the time, I was like, well, you know, I wanted action, I wanted a GI Joe, you know, but. Uh, I started getting into that when I was very, very young, like just understanding circuit theory and doing this type of stuff. And then that turned into a, is your uh, RC car not working? I can fix it. Is your stereo not working? I can fix it. So as a kid, I kind of had like the side hustle of fixing VCRs and anything that broke uh, for extremely cheap money so then I could go spend it at the arcade. So I've always been sort of like into sort of repairing stuff. And then um, I got into repairing games just because I've, found one for cheap and i was like oh i like pinball i love pinball i love repairing stuff this seems like a a, a good match so yeah, that's pretty much how i started yeah that seems like a perfectly logical progression you you know you oh, figure yeah, out it, circuitry and then it just yeah adds to the arcade so you can play more and then they just yeah exactly and now you're fixing arcade yeah. games yeah for sure so obviously you've got a pretty pretty sizable collection there um most of the arcade owners i talk to also have some in stores they're working on they want to bring out later what yeah. games are you still looking for to add to the arcade or just to add to like your own private collection? Um, <clears throat> so when I first started off, I was like, I have to have A, B, and C game and, you know, go through and I have to have this list and I have this list of games, literally wrote out a list of stuff I wanted. And I was like, okay, we'll do that and we'll go through. And some of them were successful in the arcade. Some of them weren't, that kind of thing. And when I first started, we were very sort of like 80s, um, you know centric i guess um but as you go along you're like okay well i'm gonna have to get rid of this black widow from atari which i really hate doing i'm gonna have to get rid of gravatar which i really really hate doing because basically they're just sitting there burning electricity now um so i kind of got away from the idea that i have to have i don't know golden axe i'm just pulling it out my bum but uh you know or a specific title what i kind of tend to do is i'll look around for what's go what's about what's for sale and i'll think hey, you know what that's a bit different or uh you know this is this would be a cool title i'll talk to my staff particularly ernie works here and we'll, we'll talk about games and we'll like now yeah, maybe we should look for uh i don't know fist of the north star or something like that uh, you know so i don't have a particular list of, of games that I'm like, we must have this, I need this to complete. And of course, I don't view this as a collection anymore, um, like I did, so I, I don't have that sort of like completionist sort of aspect to to it anymore. It's kind of, these are my games, this is the experience of Retrovault. Would it be cool to have a Rolling Thunder here for a few weeks, that kind of thing. That's, that's really where I'm at. I think that's a, a great way to look at it. Um, Cause yeah, some arcades are very collection focused and obviously sure. like, it, it's nice to take your collection and make money on it and have a sure. business and a lifestyle after that. Absolutely. But it, it's, it also is very important to have games that are going to get played. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I, when I just spoke with uh, Jeremy Fox last week, he was talking about how there are games that he put on the floor and they didn't perform mm -hmm. even though he loves them. Yeah, so he yeah, pulled them sure. off and put a game that, that did a little bit better. So Yeah, it was um, funny listening to that. I actually listened to Jeremy's thing there. I, I don't know Jeremy, but he seems like a cool dude. But I was like, man, that's... Wow, I either sound like Jeremy or Jeremy sounds like me. I'm not sure which, but it was kind of interesting. But what I like to do with my with my games as well, and you can't really see it, but I'll put like, when we opened up, people are like, well, you one guy said you have to have everything in alphabetical order or, you know, the year it came out or whatever. Right. And I'm like, it's not a museum. So what I'll, like, I'll literally have 
I don't know, Torpedo Alley right next to Foo Fighters one week, and we'll kind of move things around because I want people to be like stood waiting for Foo Fighters, and they're like, oh, hang on a minute, what's this? And then go and play that, you know what right. I mean? So we find that that sort of like spreads it out. And it's the same with the arcades as well. We don't have like a, this is 1970, this is 1980s, this is, you know, we kind of mix it up, you know, Street Fighter is going to be right next to Road Blasters, that kind right. of thing. Yeah, I, I like I like both models being able to see like obviously sure. you go to some some places they have all their driving games together, all their fighting mm-hmm. games together. Yeah, I get I that. think it's definitely cool when you have like hundreds of games because it makes it easier to focus yeah. it in. But sure. when you have a smaller collection of like 50, 60 games, having them yeah. all mixed in is awesome because you never know what's around the next corner. No, exactly, and that's where we're at. I think we're about sixty right now in this configuration. We're about sixty-five cabs and 20, 19, 20 pinballs, something like that. But it just okay. depends how we we set up. Yeah, definitely a solid collection, sizable arcade. You can play, spend plenty of time there, but oh, yeah. you don't feel like you have to be there for like three, four, five days straight to see. Right, everything. right, exactly. So it's not like a not like a galloping ghost experience where you have like nine hundred no. games w- and you're never. I wish it make was. It. I wish this was a galloping <laughs> ghost. What an awesome place that looks it, like. I've never it, been, but I always want to go. So it can be. You never know. You time will tell, right? <sighs> I don't know, man. That's a couple <laughs> of day late on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about indies. I know that uh, we've spoke about them a little bit before in the past. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about the indie game space, and what games are you looking at to add to your collection in the future? So uh, I think the indie gaming space is super, super exciting. I love the idea that people are, you know, because, you know, we talked a little bit before we came on here, and, you know, obviously I'm a big PC gamer too, so I've lo- always loved, like, the indie bundles and stuff like that. Um, but to see people developing stuff for the arcade, sorry, Jean-Luc Picard shouting at me. I don't know if that's cut me off, but uh, to see people uh, developing stuff for the arcade, I think super, super exciting. I'm not a hundred percent up on it. In fact, the only I only really started looking at the indie scene for the arcades when we started talking, uh, and I don't remember how we started talking. Maybe you hit me up or something like that. But I was like, oh, that looks cool. So I've been following the development of your game very, very closely. Outside of that, I would not say I'm an expert on indie gaming for the arcade at all. But I wish I was, and. Uh, we're going to look into that coming up because I think some of the titles that I've seen screenshots of or video of, I'm like, oh, you know what, that that I do well. I can imagine, you know, like a group of four people stood around, get you know, uh, friends or family just stood around having a good time playing that. Plus, it's a difference from you know, a break from just playing. Oh, we're going to go play Pac-Man. Oh, we're going to go play Space Invaders. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely, there's there's definitely plenty of stuff for you to dive into in, in my sure. space where I've covered these games, and mm-hmm. I think the the thing that I love the most about it, and one of the funniest things that we've had happen is uh, we were showing our game off in like 2018, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at a local arcade here, up down in Minneapolis, and these guys walked up. We were standing away so that nobody knew that we made the game, and this guy walks up. He's like, "Dude, I remember playing this when I was a kid. Like, you guys gotta come <laughs> over and play this." And I was like. Right. Oh yeah, you have memories from back then. This game's been around yeah. for about a uh, nine months now. Yeah, that, that's really yeah. cool. That you remember it, so um, it pretty old for a nine month year old, nine months person. Right. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I love seeing people see these games and they seem so familiar to them. Um, I think that yeah. that means we hit the mark. Obviously, if if it seems so familiar, I think so. I, I think when we when I was taking a look at your stuff that you sent me through, I was like, yeah, this could have come out in 1985. You know what I mean? But it mm-hmm. feels relevant today, and there's some mechanics in there you're like oh okay yeah they wouldn't have had that back in 1985 but it makes sense now and so it's kind of going to be a good bridge i think between sort of like the younger audience uh and like the older guys or people uh you know so i'm excited to see what happens awesome well let's wrap everything up uh shout out social medias and shout out anybody that you want to just you know say thank you to 
Uh, you know what? Uh, social media for us is just Retrovolt Arcade, all one word. If you just uh, that for Facebook, TikTok, um, Instagram is just Retrovolt Arcade. Um, shout out to, you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of local arcades here, um, if you don't mind. Uh, big shout out to Neon Retro down in Pasadena. Mark and Mir are, are super cool people. Uh, you know, I've lent on a little bit over the last few years, and I feel like they have for me so it's a really good relationship then also tracy and sean out in san bernardino uh with revival arcade been around about a year now uh they've got a great spot down there um riverside game lab uh, close to us fantastic pinball collection and uh, shouting those people out because um the arcade scene here in the inland empire has just been growing and they're you know an essential part of it and i think it's great to see it's really good to see in fact yeah, I love support between communities. I mean, we're not yeah. we're not competing here. We're we're all together in this. And the nice thing is, no. when you build these relationships with other arcades, and there's a game you want, you know, you get a deal from a friend. You make a good yeah. trade with a friend. Sure. Everybody wins in the end. So, yeah, we got to support absolutely. each other. A thousand percent. Yeah, I give you a quick story. Uh, Riverside Game Lab when they were opening up, I was worried because they're like a bigger, massive place, and we'd only been open about a year or two. And I was like, oh, man, you know, this is going to kill us. No, it didn't kill us at all. It, I, I, absolutely, we got busier. They got busier. We have people from there. They have people from here. And it, uh, you know, it was a little bit naive of me to think that at the time. But, you know, you're like, oh, I'm invested in this and I want it to work. Um, I think if you reach out to people or they reach out to you and you help each other out, it's uh, it's only could be a good thing. And it's proven to be so. So shout out to them, too just going to help the space grow in general for everybody. For I mean, you go to an arcade and you have a good time. You say, what else mm -hmm. is near me? What yeah, other what arcades can I that? check out? Because you yeah. know every arcade is going to have a different selection, no matter how big or small they are. There's always yeah, going to be something different. Even a different vibe. I, I, I walked into Revival Arcade for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it, it took me back instantly. It felt like an arcade I would have walked into in like 1984 in the UK, and it was just a, it was a, a brilliant space, and the owners are, are really, really nice people too. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that there's some good stuff near you. And I want to say thank you, Bob, for coming on here. I really appreciate oh, thanks, your time. No I like problem. hearing your story and, and how you start, how, how everything happened. Um, for anybody that's still watching, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. Uh, the wave will continue to grow and we'll all ride it together. And like I said, we've got the new cabinets and the new t-shirts that the Galactic Battleground website. So go check those out. And we actually have the Indie Arcade Wave website coming soon. Sweet. I can't say when, but soon. Tell um, us when. I don't know when yet. We're still working on it. Um, but it's coming. But until right. next time, peace.